0: Yo, what you eating over there, fat boy?
1: Ah, I had a little teriyaki chicken with fried rice.
0: Jesus Christ, I'm i uh, I'm half in a coma from a pizza and uh, watching Another a movie.
1: Pizza. Yeah, you're gonna turn into Pizza the Hut pretty soon.
0: <laughs>
1: you I, eat yourself.
0: If I'm not there already, I got yeah. I, already, I Already got two nice pepperonis growing right. After... <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the content people
0: want to hear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my nice God, yeah. So, yeah, I, was, I got i i i got real sleepy. I was i ate, I ate a, a gazillion carbs, and then uh, was watching Rounders for the uh, probably the hundredth time. Uh, I get a little, a little life. I get a little nostalgia. You know that movie, right? You've seen that movie.
1: I have no idea what that is.
0: Oh, no. it's a uh, Matt Damon, uh, Ed Norton movie about uh, poker
1: no i've never seen it i get
0: i I get nostalgic because uh me and jackie were on a like a one week road trip for wrestling you know right uh we kind of we we uh we hit a few dates and then we came back home with canyon to his apartment uh in atlanta for like two or three days and then back on the road with him uh and so uh so while we had downtime, we went and saw that movie. Jackie fell asleep, and uh, and it was me, me, Canyon, and uh, and Jackie's friend uh, Jeremy. And so I always remember that movie because I I saw it with Canyon in the theaters in Atlanta, which is a weird thing. And then we That's went. That's funny. And then we went to uh, some sports bar. Uh, that remember they had the closed circuit TV where you would do the trivia. You'd have the little mm. control thing, and you'd answer. Yeah, right. Know, the controllers. So, yeah. Yeah. So we went there because we wanted to play the trivia. Uh, you know right. and uh so we were there for like three hours and that it just happened to be the restaurant in Atlanta that was one of the ones that uh Scott Steiner liked to go to a lot. And so on the menu It wasn't it wasn't his
1: shonies, was it?
0: No 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 this was no 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 <laughs> no this is uh, no this is way back in the day. And uh they had like a few items, like maybe three or four items on the menu. Right. That were like Scott Steiner's favorite dishes. And they had like <laughs> a little... You know, because it's like a like on a menu. It's a line. Right. With maybe a description underneath. But next to it was like a silhouette of a wrestler. Like a black... Because it's, it's small. Like a little black and white silhouette of a wrestler. To let you know right. it was one of Scott Steiner's favorite dishes here. That's <laughs> actually
1: pretty funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: that was the same trip. On that trip, I don't remember which leg of it but uh at the beginning part of the end part but uh was when the four horsemen reunion if you remember on wcw and uh i had gotten a long story but jeremy had broken my nose and it wouldn't stop bleeding (laughs) it wouldn't stop bleeding for like a day and a half so uh i couldn't go to the show that they all went to instead i watched it in the hotel room with my head upside down, hanging off the bed, staring at the TV. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I distinctly remember, like, I, I was bleeding in the back seat of the car, and it just wouldn't stop. And uh, and uh, finally, I had to sacrifice one of my socks, because uh, I ran out of things to stop the bleeding with. And I didn't want to stop. We were on the road. I didn't want to make an emergency stop for, like, napkins or something. And finally, Canyon's like, what happened to your nose? And, uh, and uh, I had to explain to him that Jeremy, who was sitting next to me in the back seat, broke it. He had headbutted me. And, uh, and <laughs> Canyon gave him this, like, total, like, I'm disappointed in you speech. Like a dad would give right. someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh, it was so funny. Yeah. So I came away with that also when we were at Canyon's place. He was, like, he just wanted to dig through all of his old stuff and give a shit. So somewhere... I have a uh an old 8x10 uh from him when he was tagging with Kidman before they even got right. to the WCW and they were playing they were like hockey players so they were dressed in like hockey gear and that was their gimmick Yeah 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 and uh and on, I think that's the one cuz uh I I see this is the ironic thing cuz eventually Kenya came out as gay but Jackie used to razz me every now and then and and uh and uh Try and insinuate I was gay, even though I was the only one that ever had a girlfriend during this time period. Uh, well, Jackie had a wife, but that doesn't count. You can be gay and have a wife. Uh, ah. So, ah. so uh, uh, he, I think he told Canyon to to sign it to Gay Ben, and he did. So my, my I think my eight by ten says to Gay Ben, like, uh, you know, best wishes, Chris Canyon. And I think I remember him like asking me, "Are you really gay?" Like and now all these huh. years later, with him having come out, I don't. I'm nervous of what, how I responded to that. Like if I was like, "Fuck no," and made him feel bad, I would feel bad now. Or if I had just said no, and then he's like, you know, because he never, you know, he never like. Short- or or he was like, you you were like no, and he was like, "Damn, I thought I had one." Right, oh, that <laughs> little hairy bear there. That's, for that's me. little hairy bastard. <laughs> he looked like an easy mark. Uh, I could take him down and pin him for the one, two, three right <laughs> i'll check his wow. temperature yeah so uh i don't know i don't know which way i i think he I, I think i was pretty like you know i wasn't like i didn't like insinuate like anything bad about it so i was like i i was i was right. listen yeah in that crew of guys that we used to go do autographs with including jackie right you had to have like a good sense of humor about yourself because because right. you're right. always on the rotation of being ribbed. you know uh a lot of times i would regret wearing the uh you know, like the elastic waist shorts because someone would come up behind you and yank, them, you. yank them down yeah. as hard as you can around your ankles and at the same time yell, look at me in the red shirt.
1: Right. <laughs> so everyone would look Right, laugh. and then you're standing there with your yeah, yeah your, pants with your down, red right. shirt, your,
0: and God forbid right. you were free balling that day or something. You got the, right. you got the whole fucking turkey dinner hanging out down there.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that that was always awful. Those Yeah, those shorts are horrible to wear. Yeah. Just for those moments. Yeah. You, right.
0: And, like, you'd forget you'd forget to just tie the drawstring. Or a good habit would be just always to have one hand gripping your waistband at all times. And people are like, right. what are you doing? And it's like, you don't. Or at least you can hold the front. You just right. don't understand. Like, I got to keep right. these at waist level. The fear of being pantsed is, like, strong at all times.
1: Right, right. And if they did get you, only the ass would come out because the front would be. Right. You'd and, be holding on for a right. life. And yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And that you can like recover quickly from
1: or or the the other trick was you like if you had pockets in it, you put your hand in your pockets because if they pinched your hands in your pockets, it would have stopped you know you'd stop S- it,
0: sort of doing it, but they are kind of like your hands go in your pockets in the direction where they would just slide out
1: I no no you that's a rookie move,
0: I don't know like I, you have to yeah to yeah
1: keep your hands at a. At an angle. I mean, the best bet yeah. is
0: just to wear pants with a belt, which I eventually ended up doing. I would just oh, or that right. Have like polo shorts with a belt, right? Then, then the only right. one trying to get her pants down was Jensen back in the day.
1: Well, she still is. <laughs> uh, anyway, not recently.
0: So. I think I've, I've, I think, I think Bruce cured her of a baby of men yeah. for general.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! Well, uh, talking about ribs, yeah. Uh, it's funny. You, made, you made me think of a story oh boy uh, story time oh so uh you're talking about ribs and wrestling so for anybody who doesn't know how would you describe a rib it's like a joke a like, rib is a practical a is, joke
0: it's right. it, it can come in many forms um right but it's mostly hazing right uh but you yeah but practical joking hazing any of any anything under that category you know but
1: they could be brutal. They could be
0: brutal. Oh, they're, they're, oh in in right. wrestling, oh, they were yeah. especially the more prof, quote professional you got, the higher up towards WWE. Once you're at the WWE, they were fucking horrible. They were horrible to each other. Right. I mean, I mean to the
1: point where they were, you know,
0: shitting in people's um, bags. Shitting in people's bags. I remember. Right. Uh, I remember. Uh, the it's pro- kind of probably a kind of a famous story of like I think one night. uh A couple of guys were supposed to hide under the ring for the whole show because they were going to come out at the end. And I think Kurt Henning took a giant shit in a bucket and left it under the ring for them to have to, like, basically smell all night.
1: (laughs) Right, right.
0: Yeah, but a lot of times it, it unfortunately involved, like, destruction of private personal property. Not private, right, personal property. And those ribs I found, I think, are uncalled for, but they happened. So, uh, right.
1: right. And so that so ribs. So ribs are, they can be pretty bad. Uh, you know, like I would say I never liked to play them because I didn't want them to happen back to me. Right. So I was very like, I was cautious about what ribs, you know, um, what ribs I did, uh, because I didn't want to happen to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But so let's, let's take this back to the Vandal days, me and, uh, me and Eric, you know, we were young, stupid kids and we were tag team champions and we thought we were the shit, you we were. Uh well plus and, you,
0: you you ran around with uh, Billy Five, so you could pull shit right, and get away with it. Right, him. right.
1: Yeah. We kinda of felt like we were like invincible
0: yeah, at this point.
1: Yeah. And right, we were protected, we were invincible, we were the hottest thing, like, you know, the ladies loved us, all the men wanted to be us. Like oh, that kind of, boy, here you we know. Go. Here. So so we were uh we were tag team champions at the time and we were wrestling a couple times a week. So, you know, we were always on the move and we were young and we lived at home still. So, you know, there'd be times where we wouldn't wash our wrestling gear and you know, you're know you on the road three, four days. You don't have anywhere to wash. And sometimes we were sleeping in the car. We didn't have anywhere to wash
0: it. You, so you never outgrew that my friend, you never, you no, could have right. the excuse of being young, but you never outgrew that.
1: Right. No. So, uh, there was a, the, the, this time period, we started to, you know, we were traveling a lot. We had the belts. Well, a couple times, like, people were like, hey, what's that smell in the locker room? You know, <laughs> oh, the vandals, the vandals in their smelly gear. So a lot of the older, the veterans, the guys who had been around a while, started getting pissed. Like, these two young punks have no respect. They're not washing their gear. I mean, sometimes it smelled like pure just shit. I mean, like, hygiene, it was bad.
0: hygiene's a big thing when you have to, like... You know, you're like with another person, and you're kind of yeah. Like... But we
1: would like take them out of the bag, you know, before the show and spray them down with some like old spice or something <laughs> or Axe,
0: you put, know. Put person on a pig. Not even like Febreze. Some odor eating. Pig. No, just mask it with another smell. Right. So we're
1: getting to the Febreze here in a second.
0: <laughs> so we were at a show, and
1: uh, we had taken out the belts, and it was like we had like a like a three or four day stretch, and then we went home. But both of us forgot, like, this is we forgot. We just got home. We were home for two days, and we never cleaned our stuff. Like, we just, like, we were both exhausted. So when we got in the car for the next trip, I was like, I was like, hey, man, I forgot to wash my shit. He's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, man, this is going to be bad. We did a four-day stretch, super sweaty, you know, wrestled some killer matches. Now we're back on the road with dirty gear. So we get to the building. We take out the open up the bags and the tag team belts. So I have a tag team belt. He has the other one. You you take the belts home with you. When we took him out, there was mold Mm -hmm. on both belts, like green (laughs) mold growing on these belts. Like it was – and like we both looked at each other. We're like, oh, shit. So the veterans, you know, some of the guys, it was uh, like Casey Thompson and Hack Myers and Dave Johnson, the Blackheart. They saw and They were like, oh, you fucking disrespectful punks. There's mold on the belts. You don't respect anything. You know, they're giving us the business. All, all,
0: all tough motherfuckers you named there. Right. These guys are tough. Like
1: like Dave Johnson spent time in prison for like aggravated assault, like almost killed somebody. Uh, so we were like, you know, getting the business from them. so disrespectful. Our gear smelled. The belts had mold on them. So we're cleaning the belts off before we go out. You know, the show starts. We've got to get the mold off the belts. The two of us are cleaning the belt. So the match starts. You know, our match is coming up. We go out there. We do our match. We get back in the back and go to my bag, and Eric goes to his bag. And the bag is, like, pick it up. It's, like, heavy. And I'm like, what the fuck? I open the bag. The, the, The dickhead veterans poured an entire bottle of Febreze in both of our bags. Like, the entire bottle emptied it out in our bags. So our bag is just a puddle of Febreze.
0: Uh, Probably the best thing that happened to your gear in a long time.
1: Well, our gear wasn't in there. It was on us. (laughs) The bag was...
0: Well, you should... Okay, right. That that makes sense, yeah.
1: Right. So we were like, what the fuck? You know? And then nobody wanted to say who did it. And obviously, we know who did it, right? Like, they were all acting like dickheads. I was so pissed because... Like, I had my phone in there, like, Mm -hmm. my wallet. You know, everything is covered in fucking Febreze. Uh, But I I was pissed, and they were, like, trying to act like, you know, they didn't do anything. Oh, I don't know who did it. I was like, that's the point where I was like, I fucking hate these old wrestlers. Like, they're such shitty human beings, because they really were. Uh, They were shitty human beings. I'm like, these motherfuckers. Uh, And they're like, oh, it's just a rib. I was like... It's not a rib. Like, you literally ruined my shit because you threw Febreze in my bag. Like, it was like, it was just like, everything was floating in the bag. Like, it's full of Febreze. Uh, and they thought that was a funny rib. Now, what was even funnier is, is the week after me and Eric wrestled, uh it was um Hack Myers and Dave Johnson. So, I was like, look, we got to get him back because in that day and age, if... If you didn't fight back, you were a target. You were a mark. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you didn't fight back, they would just keep fucking with
0: yeah, you. Yeah, they'd lose was, all respect for you. Yeah.
1: Right. I was like, we can't let this go because if we let it go, they'll just keep fucking with us. If we get them back any way possible, they'll know that like we're we're legit. Well,
0: so, well, they'll they'll, res- they'll at least they'll get a little respect back. But also, right. They'll think again before fucking with you,
1: right? Because back then, if you if you let those guys fuck with you, they would fuck with you every day, every yeah. week. Yeah. But if you fought back, they would they would stop, right? Like they would they would be like, ah, all right, whatever. You know, these guys are they're they're they don't want people fighting back because they were looking for easy targets in March because that's that's the kind of guys they were. They were bullies. They were fucking bullies. So. I was like, we got to get him back. And he's like, how? I go, look, we can't do anything to their bags or anything like that. I said, we're literally not going to wash our gear again for two weeks in a row now. I said, because we're wrestling them. I said, it's going to stink. I said, but when we get in there, at some point, we knew that with them, it was going to be a brawl. It wasn't going to be a wrestling match. I said... I'm. I'm gonna take my knee pad and rub it in one of their faces. Oh, like we've got to get them back.
0: That's the so that I can uh, listen from working construction and using right. knee pads for uh, you know when you're working on the floor all day or something, or or climbing on like ra- rafters. That's the worst smell you will accumulate all day. Is that knee pad sweat? The, the worst. The knee
1: pads were the worst smell in the entire. Worse bag. than
0: like the swamp crotch. Yes. Anything. The knee pad 100%. smell was the worst. Yeah,
1: the worst. So, so we go out there. The match is going to start. We're in Davia Rodeo Arena. And uh,
0: how many times did you guys work that building?
1: Oh, I couldn't. I, we we worked it once a month, pretty much, for so like a like a, a couple
0: of years. So like a couple dozen times. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we knew. Like we got to the mat. We get to the show, and they're like. You know they want to do this brawl, right? We knew it. it was, they, they weren't wrestlers; they were brawlers because they were bullies. So we're like, "All right, cool." So the uh, the match starts, and it's just may like I mean, it's just mayhem. And uh, so we get in there, and we like the opening thing, and I take my knee pad right in Dave Johnson's face, and I just rub it, and he is gagging. The, it smelled like old mustard. Like, it was like, the smell was so... I was gagging, and I wasn't even touching it. It was just on my knee. Uh, he was, like, like gagging. Like <laughs> or, and The match is, like, just starting. And I look over, and Eric couldn't get Hack with his knee pad. I look over, Eric's got the elbow pad, which is just as bad as the knee pad. Well. And he's just smooshing it in Hack's face, right? So we're like, "We got them, we got them. This is great, We got them back. We're laughing, like you know, we got them. so the the match we're, the match start you know is, is going, and then we spill out into the crowd. This is where that was a bad idea. <laughs> so we get out in the crowd and we're just brawling, and I all I know is Dave Johnson picks up a chair and hits me so hard over the head oh. that the chair went it was a, it was a metal chair went straight through my head and was just literally wrapped around my neck. (laughs) I had a lump on the top of my head and he's like, that's for the pad." I was like, Oh, like they're pissed. (laughs) Like they were pissed. So, uh, they like wrapping, I I look over, Eric's getting like hit with a kendo stick, like 200 times. Like he's getting wrecked. So we like, kind of like regather ourselves. And I was like, well, we got to fight back. So we, we fought back. And I mean, we were smashing them with chairs and, it was just a disaster. We fought all over the rodeo arena. Uh, we get in the back and I was like, they're like, Oh, it's fucked up. And I go, it, it's a rib. And they both looked at each other and like, you got us back. And we're like, yeah, that was the, that was the rib back. And they were like, fucking guys. Well played. They're like, you know what? You guys, are you guys are okay. <laughs> it immediately showed them. Plus we hung in with them all match. I mean, they beat the shit, out of us, yeah, yeah. but we fought back. And, uh, it showed them they were like you know what they're like we'll never fuck with you again they never did uh that was that was the that was it cuz at that point they moved on to like the next marks who were you know who wouldn't fight back yeah
0: well but, played uh, but wash your fucking gear you discussed oh yeah they
1: were so mad about the gear though dave johnson was like he was like i th- i literally was going to throw up in the middle of the ring oh. to start the match he's like i was gagging i was like oh i saw okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that but uh yeah, ribs and wrestling were great, but you couldn't do that. You can't do that now because somebody would probably like cancel you or sue you or something. I mean, I've I done know.
0: I've done little ones. I what was the one we want? I want I proposed doing to Billy that I we didn't do. I, I already forgot what it was. Oh no! Know. I I know that we had I had proposed doing something and I forgot. I I remember doing what one to Adrian uh, Joker. Yeah. Uh, this was when. Uh, Mike was running that pinup show like convention and uh since we weren't having wrestling at it I just proposed to Mike that we hire a bunch of the boys to do security you know uh for for the thing. And he was like yeah that's not, right. not not a bad idea. So this pinup show was like you know like retro tattoos and 50s music and And uh, you know, pinup art and vintage cars and all that kind of shit. Right. So it was conventions, and there was bands, and there was tattoo artists, and there there were like live shows. There were these burlesque shows upstairs, and in one some of the big some of the ballrooms upstairs. And so uh, we did security for one, and it's like you know, it's like chicks taking most of their clothes off while they say while they play music, and uh, you know, in those uh, like old-timey clothes and uh right. and or themed like you could have like a Star Wars one or something like that. So it was like it didn't have to be like old-time stuff, but and then you'd have an MC that would, you know, do a couple jokes in between or do entertainment. We had uh I don't know if you've ever seen uh he's kind of famous now that puddles the singing clown. Yeah, oh, he's famous. He did he did our show. We we hung out with him for like three four Right, years.
1: I, I I I remember
0: yeah uh, so scene or something like that
1: so, and yeah. they
0: had a couple of really big rock bands there too, but anyway, so we did a couple of securities for the burlesque stuff, and then i i I don't remember who I told it to, but I was like it might have been Alex or it might have been uh Marco but I was like I was like I'm gonna rib Adrian uh I'm going to act like uh I don't have enough people to be everywhere, but I need one person to volunteer to uh to do the security for the burlesque show. And I know Adrian will jump at it because it's tits and ass. The right. rib is, it's, it's an all-male burlesque show. So, you know. Oh, was, he doesn't know this. Right. So uh, I just said a burlesque. And since we had done a couple of them, he just assumed it was that. And so right. uh, I, I was like, oh, man, I need people here. I need people here. But I need one, I need somebody to volunteer to do the burlesque show. And Adrian was like, I'll do it. And so I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Just, just, I said, just keep in touch if you, if there's any problems. And so we're just hanging around. I think I don't even think we really had anything to do. We're just waiting to like hear from him. And we're basically just staring at my phone, waiting. And all of a sudden, like about 15 minutes later, this text comes through: "You son of a bitch." <laughs> and I'm you like, son of a bitch. and I'm like, what? And he goes, "It's all dudes." <laughs> So that's, that's ah! t- <laughs> and I was like, what? I just, I think I wrote like, really? Gee, news to me. And then a bunch of like, news r- to me. and then a bunch of LOLs and uh, everyone, everyone's like standing around my phone laughing, watching these texts roll in as we're like fucking with them some more. So uh, that that's the kind of ribs I would pull mostly. I didn't want to like hurt anyone's feelings or wreck anyone's stuff or whatever, but you know,
1: uh, right, right
0: that was definitely a rib I pulled on, on Adrian once.
1: Well, it's like back in the day, they were way more vicious with the ribs. Like they weren't, yeah. they were, they were harsh on, on purpose. Uh, you know, um, yeah, mean spirited. They, they wanted it. Yeah. They wanted to see too, who was gonna, um, well, you're weeding out the weak, stick who, around,
0: Yeah. You're, you're trying to see who uh-huh. can, who, if, if people can't handle it, then, then you want them out of the business, I guess. But, uh, that doesn't, yeah, well, and, that doesn't fly these right. days with everyone taking mental health breaks.
1: Right. You know, and, and the cancel culture and all that yeah, stuff. Well, like I, I just, those guys, those guys would have never lasted. They would have never lasted now. Like the Dave Johnson's and the Hack Myers and the Casey Thompson's. I mean, like I, 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 I we'll make this a, a story episode of, of those three guys. Cause I got stories about all of them. Uh, now two of the three are have passed away. Um,
0: Which makes it but, easier yeah, I,
1: to tell stories right, about them <laughs> Right, right. Uh, and, But I'll tell you as much as they Fucked with me They made me tough They made me like who I was in wrestling Like we, And I've told the story before but I know we got a lot of new listeners So I'll tell it again When I started training Dave Johnson the Blackheart Who had the aggravated assault And uh, all this stuff he was, a, he was a tough son of a bitch I used to pull into practice And see his car there I would drive an hour from Boca Raton to Hollywood, see his car there, and go, I should just turn around and drive home. Like He was that big of a dick to me in the beginning. I was like, I know if I go in there, he's going to kick my ass. But you know what? I never turned around. I always went in. But, I had to talk myself
0: into but it. But explain what kick your ass means. It was a literal ass-kicking. Like, literally, uh, well,
1: uh, yeah. Like, like he would literally kick... Like, I'm not saying... like well, We all know wrestling... You know it's staged, whatever this night. He would literally kick my ass like it was real, like real punches, real kicks. He kicked me so hard one time in my back that like I was pissing blood for like a week. Yeah. He fucking hurt me. Like, and I never, I never quit. I would go back and he would always at practice, he would always go. And this is why I was, I would pull up and see his car and go, fuck, he would always kick me to do the mat, like his training with. And his, We would do a match, like you know, like a mock match, a practice match. Where for months and months and months, it was the same match. It after like the first three or four times, he didn't even, we didn't even go over it. He would go, let's do it again. Like I would, I already knew what we were going to do because we did the same thing, you know, four, five, six times in a row. That for the rest of the you know six months to a year that I was you know training. He would he would just go, let's do the same match. Nothing would change. It would literally be the same match over and over and over and over. And he would fuck me up, like punch me. I, He used to do, I'll never forget this. This is how ingrained it is in my brain. There was two things he did, three things that he did that I'll never forget. Hit me with a forearm, but hit me so hard, my head would be literally jarred. Like I would be like, whoop, loopy. The second thing he would do is he would snap near you, where it's where he, like, grabs your head and, like, flips you over, and you're in a seated position, and then he kicks you in the back. But he would kick you as hard as he could fucking kick you. That's the second thing he would do. The third thing he would do is he would body slam you near the corner, like, near the turnbuckle. Right. And then his thing was he would go to the second rope on the turnbuckle with his, like, you're laying flat down on your back, looking up at him. His back is to you. And then he would come off and drop an elbow. But every time he'd do it, he would slam me and step on me to get to the (laughs) turnbuckle. Instead of stepping over me, he would step. But he would step, 250-pound man, full force on my sternum, like, or on my stomach. And then go up and drop the elbow. And the elbow was so real because he tried to hurt me. He wanted me to quit. Well, at some point during all this I was like you know Billy was there and Billy was like you gotta fight back and the the last time we ever scrimmaged we got we got in there and I I just I just punched Dave right in the face like I fought back I punched him I kicked him everything he did to me I did to him and at the end like we got out of the ring and he goes I'm done with you I'm like what he's like I'm done with you he's like you fought back like we're done I was like, okay, the next practice, I'm ready to go. He's like, no, I'm done with you. He picked somebody else. Like I passed the test because I didn't quit and I fought back and I didn't bitch. I never bitched about it. I just, I bitched to myself, you know, in the car, like, but I never bitched to him and, uh, I earned his respect and he never fucked with me like after that.
0: But you you try kicking yourself realizing you could have done this three months earlier. I just, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what, what was going, like, I knew he
1: was testing me, but I didn't know the level of what I could do, you know, and, and Billy was there, and Billy knew he just, you know, Billy was like that tough love dad, you know, he like... Oh, Billy's enjoying, he ate,
0: he, he's enjoying watching you, uh, you know, get your right. ass kicked every time.
1: But I think if I was gonna quit, Billy wouldn't have let me anyway.
0: That's he when he would have, been like, now. been like, listen, one more time, go Step in there in. fight right. back You know, yeah. Right, right.
1: But... You know, I think it made me tough. Uh, it probably made me when that next generation of wrestlers came up, like Trevor and Beast and, uh, Frank Stone, it made me, I became the dick. And <laughs> unfortunately, uh, the times were different. So when Dave was a dick to me, I, you know, I had a set of balls. I was a man and I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking shut my mouth, take it and fight back. When I tried it, I got pulled to the side and said, "Hey, by Rusty," and said, "Hey, take it easy on them. If you if you if you go too hard, they're going to stop paying." Right. Uh, so it was a different, you know, it was different. It was just a different mentality. So I couldn't be the tough guy and teach these young kids because I wasn't allowed. You know, That's... it was the start of that, like you know, pussification of America.
0: Yeah. Or shit, yeah, you know, whatever it is, it's like you were you just right. happened to. uh kind of be be right there at shift change and uh miss right, miss right. your opportunity to give as good as you got <laughs> right, but, so but I mean like... but that's it's it's <laughs> i mean in a way in some weird like kind of lame analogy, it's like abuse you, you know uh, an a you know you know if you go in an abuser's past, they were abused, and it's a cycle right. and so you're that's where this old school like for for all these years, it was like, well, this is how it was done to me. So now I'm going to fucking train guys the way I was trained. And you right. know, it, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's good wrestlers that came out of either way of being trained. Uh, you know, where it was all, uh, you right. know, it was all. But, but I will say, uh, you know, though, nice words and handshakes and and oh, did it? Was I too rough on you today? And and, and then the Dave Johnsons of the world. So you know.
1: Right. But, but I will say, like, if I was to get involved now in that capacity, I wouldn't be an asshole. Like, now I, I, I do understand. Like, I would rather be a better teacher. Like, they, they weren't, they taught me how to be tough and how to, like, you know, not be a little bitch, but, uh, I don't believe they taught me how to make it like i i i could have. i think if i was in this generation i would be on tv if i was 21 years old now or 20 18 years old now wrestling i would be on tv somewhere like or in developmental somewhere because i think the teachers now are better like those guys weren't teachers they just they taught me to be tough but they didn't teach me what to do like to get to the next level like nobody ever did you know yeah.
0: Well there's some other factors. I mean we got lucky there's, there's some we other got... factors involved now. It's a lot easier to uh right, right. I think there's more places to work now that pay well. Um Right, true. Well, uh, maybe not. I mean, back in your day there was still like ECW, WCW, WW, yada yada. Um uh, but uh NWA. But uh but it was harder to get seen. You know, like now it's it's all social medias and YouTubes and and I don't think uh, the promotions right. are just looking for you know six foot four, three hundred pound men. Also,
1: no, right. So right. No, yeah, I, only Vince McMahon.
0: Yeah, so but definitely, <laughs> definitely you would you would you would have a much better shot to Marco. Right, it Marco too. We you know.
1: right. He would have. Right, we didn't have like me and Marco. We didn't have anybody to guide us to that. Unfortunately, you know, like we me and Eric did did TNA Impact or whatever. In 2003, and I think it was just by pure luck, we kind of like fell into that just by hanging around like tam- in Tampa with Steve Kern and Madison. Uh, we kind of just fell into that that dark match where it wasn't even a dark match, it was like on the one year anniversary of, it, of TNA, we wrestled on their explosion, I think it was called at the time show, we wrestled our uh, truth Conan, and, and uh, Road Dog, and... I mean, it was the coolest fucking experience ever. But it was like we just fell into it, like, and I don't even think we knew how important it was. We didn't. We didn't really take it serious because no one told us to, you know? Right. So we were kids. We were young. Fuck, I didn't know. We had no idea. So, but yeah. And then (laughs) the other story that I I feel like I have to tell this is we were in Tampa. uh, So actually take this back. Uh for those who don't know, FOW, Future of Wrestling, was a really big wrestling company in late nineties, early two thousands. Uh probably one of the hottest independent wrestling companies in the country. It was this is before Ring of Honor. Like Ring of Honor had just started. Um and Bobby Rogers, who's been on the show before, was running this company and I mean, they're drawing like a lot of people to shows. So, he has this idea of doing a big show, King of Carnage, and he's going to bring all these names in. The main event was Dusty Rhodes versus Abdullah the Butcher versus Kevin Sullivan versus Terry Funk. Four legends. He had lots of other legends on the show that that night. Um, and me and Eric worked uh, Joey Matthews and Christian York. We win. We go to fight Don, Big Daddy Gonzo and JJ Kodiak. So, And we win, we win the tag team titles. But that weekend was like a big weekend. The rodeo drew a couple, I don't know, 5,000 people, was it? I don't even remember. Big crowd. And then the next night was in Tampa. So Bobby had rented a limo. Uh, and we were going to drive from Fort Lauderdale to Tampa, uh, the next morning and then literally drive right back after the show. That was the plan. So it was Kristen York, Joey Matthews, uh, Mickey James, um, me, Eric, Bobby, and I think that's it. Oh, Jody X is Bobby's girlfriend. Uh, so we get in the the limo to leave and, um, we drive, you know, we drive up. It's easy drive. The limo driver drives. We just hang out and shoot the shit and, um, you know, just shot the shit on the way back. We pack Myers needs a ride back. Now, Hack was a crazy son of a bitch. Uh, I think he was ECW world champion. Was he ECW world champion?
0: I'm uh, sure he world was. champion? I don't know.
1: Like before when ECW first started.
0: Uh, maybe. I think he was. Maybe
1: So we, uh, he needs a ride back. So he comes in the limo with us. Well, they they were drinking this GHB, I guess it's called. Yeah. Uh, they're all taking like capfuls of that. Uh, and me and Eric, we've, at that time, we just, I mean, we were just stoners. Like, <laughs> we just were just smoke-eating, go that, to sleep.
0: That was, like, technically a, what like what they would call one of the date rape drugs?
1: Yeah, but I think a lot of bodybuilders took it because it helps your body get a deep sleep or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So they're all taking it. and We're about an hour into this four-hour drive back, and Hack is, like, going, like, he's starting to lose his shit. Like, he, whatever the shit is hitting him, he's, like, becoming a fucking madman maniac. So Bobby's getting nervous because Hack is just, like, I mean, the the limo driver's getting pissed. So he calls Dave Johnson. He's like, where are you? Dave was at a hotel, and we were about 30 minutes from that exit. And he tells Dave Johnson, this is what's going on. Dave says, stop here. Drop him off to me. I'll take him home tomorrow. You know. He's, if he's out of control. So we get to this hotel, and uh, we pull in, and the limo driver comes around to open the door, and Hack gets out and gets in the driver's seat. He, like, tricked the limo driver. Like, the limo driver opened the door and Hack like, went around the other direction and got in the car. <laughs> so now we're all, out of, we're all out of the limo because this is just bad news. And the limo driver's fucking livid. And Hack is, like, fucking with him, and, like, he's going to drive the limo, and he's, he's going, he's stopping, he's going, he's stopping. And now it's getting late, too, and me and Eric are like, we just want to go home. Fuck, this is so stupid. Uh, You know, we're just pissed off. And uh, he's like, like, locks all the doors. The limo driver can't get in. Now the limo driver wants to call the cops. And uh, next thing you know, he's got, he's opened the window where the driver is. And now he's in the back out the, like, sunroof. And finally, Dave Johnson has to come out and physically drag him out of the limo and get him in a room, get him in the room and get him to sleep. And we were able to continue our drive home. The limo driver was fucking livid. The entire next two and a half hours home, he was just I, like livid. He's like, I will never, never do this for wrestlers again. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was such a fucking scene. And at the time, how, me and how Eric... many
0: times, how many places, how many services, how many people over the years have said that where I will never, right, I'm surprised right. by by. 2021 anyone is willing to do anything for a wrestler
1: (laughs) right it's true yeah right right it's true i mean it's just over the years restaurants or oh you name it you know yeah yeah. um yeah so it's like uh for sure hotels yeah definitely right 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 for sure for sure um you know pretty pretty wild uh but the 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 driver was just pissed and and me and Eric at the time we were young and we were like afraid to get in trouble and all I kept thinking is is how the fuck am I gonna explain to my dad we all got arrested because Hack Myers was like you know stole a limo uh, just like this is the things that were going through my head at the time well at least because at, we tried to stay out of trouble at least I mean at,
0: at least if you're arrested for that it's not something you did you know what I mean you were just, right but like, we just didn't want to be you yeah know, no I know but you know. So, we don't want to be involved in it. So now I got a question, just out of curiosity, like yeah. what was the payday for that big show for you? A lot of money. <laughs> I mean, uh, what? if I
1: remember right, if I remember right, that night we made like that whole weekend because of the Tampa two two shows. Two, yeah, two, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we. I I want to say we made like a thousand bucks or something right. close that because we also sold merch and you know. But also, Bobby had like ninety-five people on the show. You know, it was like it was ridiculous how many people were on the wrestling show
0: that booked, uh, booked, right, right, yeah. booked
1: on the show. But um, you know, then t- to me at the time, again, I was a stupid kid. Ugh, the D- they was that was produced for DVD to be sold in stores, and I uh, will never forget the first time and I've told this before in here too. I was. Uh, I was with my ex wife. We were dating at the time. We weren't married yet. And uh, we went to the mall. And I said, well, I, I, She said it's going to a store. And I said, well, I'm going to go in F-Y, FYE. Uh, that's what it's called, right? FYE?
0: Uh, the, yeah, I don't think the they're DVD around store? Anymore, but yeah.
1: Right. I said, Well, I'm going to go in there. And, uh, you know, you go do your thing. So I go in and I go to the wrestling section. And there it is King F O W, King of Carnage uh the DVD from that night and I went in there to look for that on purpose. Uh because I knew it had been it was going to be sold there. So I go in and there's like some kids at the wrestling section looking too. Do you do you own a I'm copy? I'm on the back of it.
0: Do you own a copy?
1: I do I do own a copy, okay. yes. Uh I'm on the back of the back cover in the midair doing a drop kick to Big Daddy Gonzo, who has a chair like he was gonna had, at his head. So I drop kicked the chair into his head from the top rope. Unfortunately, the angle they have the picture. My head is back, so you can't see my face. You only see my neck and my body. You don't see my face because right. it's like angled back. So I'm in the store, and these kids are looking at DVDs, and I pick up that one because I, you know, I think I'm a big shit, and I'm like, like, oh, look at that. I was like, yeah, that's me on the back, and they're like, no, it's not. I was like, no, that's me. You can't see my face, so they're like. That's not you. I was like, no, that's totally me. Like, that's me right there. They're like, no way. I, like, I can't see your face. It's not you. I was like, they did not believe it was me because you couldn't see my face. But I, for a solid year, what a to, what a
0: great rib that they use a picture of you without your right. face in it.
1: Moving the face, right? But for a year, I would go to that mall to that store to that section, pick up that DVD and anybody who was around, it'd be like, "This is a great show. I was on it. I, cause I felt like, look, I was a kid and I thought this was the coolest fucking thing. A DVD of me wrestling was being sold in a major fucking store. Now, so to me, that was the coolest thing ever. Now here's the know? other
0: question is, was yeah. that the same DVD every single time? Did no one buy it?
1: Uh, most likely. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> cause yeah. I, I imagine that they only yeah. get like two or three. Co- they, from what I remember, when i when we i used to buy wrestling dvds at the stores there was right. all, usually it'd be two or three copies of it and or none which meant they sold them uh, i don't think they ever like reordered that stuff you know what i mean uh, no and there was always so, uh, the funny part is so i think you were always holding the same one it never sold
1: but <laughs> right, probably not right and i i remember the last time i had seen it there it like got moved to like the clearance section oh. and it was like 2.99 and, uh, I didn't even buy it because I was like, wow, oh, I have a free copy, you know? But, uh, I also remember at that time they had, uh, like hardcore XPW and, like, uh, what was it? Pongo the Clown. Was that the guy's name? The hardcore wrestler? I think it was Pongo or something. But I,
0: don't know.
1: I remember seeing, like, later on Luke Hawks on those DVDs as Alter Boy Luke because they were in the same section as us.
0: Yeah. If you watch uh, that, uh, that uh the dark dark side of wrestling episode luke's involved uh, like kind of interviewed for that he said like they took some liberties with him in the ring that uh eventually he stopped working for them
1: yeah right right right. i remember that time but you know those those that time of wrestling was i mean it was fantastic me and eric lived like rock stars and we were we were so dumb. We thought we made it. Like we were like, "Ah, oh, we made it. We're fucking rock stars," not knowing we probably could have made it even way further and been, you know, way better off. But uh, those are good times, though. Good times. So well, that's my stories for the day.
0: It's not too late.
1: You can lose way too late. I'm fucking could- 273 pounds.
0: <laughs> you could lose like 70 pounds and uh, and uh, give it a go. I mean, you're only 40, right?
1: I mean, pretty soon you're going to be calling me King Kong Slambino, so <laughs> I'll be doing the five count. Oh boy, the, the splash, the splash with the five count.
0: I mean, hey, wh- a, a, it's a it's a gimmick we know works. It Got a guy over. Also,
1: I, also, I wouldn't have to work that hard. That's true.
0: So, Although when yeah. you when you get to that size, your heart's always working hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Crazy, crazy stuff. But yeah, so. Uh, let's that's that's my stories for the day.
0: Yeah, I forgot to I forgot to do uh, promotion for our stuff, and uh, it's so late in the podcast, not even worth it. People just go to the website, buy something. Uh, that's all I yeah. got. I got no energy uh, to make a, a full throated
1: thirty percent off, thirty percent off sale right now. Get your Christmas gifts. Uh, get them now, Christmas, Black Friday, thirty percent off now. <laughs> You're just doing it now. Christ. We're not even waiting until Friday.
0: Yeah, when is Black Friday? Uh, like two Fridays. Next now. Friday. Yeah, oh wait, no, next Thanksgiving's Friday. next week.
1: Oh yeah, pal. Oh, I'm moving right along here. Oh. Yeah. so I will end it with this. Uh, I just got. <laughs> this is a great way to end this. So I just get a random Facebook message from a kid I went to high school with. I have not spoken to this kid since high school, and in high school, I never said two words to this kid. His name is Vipul. He was a little Indian kid. And, uh, he just sent me the most random Facebook message that said, if you don't buy your Thanksgiving shit now, your Thanksgiving dinner will be McDonald's. No context to this text me- this Facebook message at all. Are you? That was the Facebook. Are message. you Facebook
0: friends with him?
1: I am Facebook friends with him, like, for, since the inception of Facebook, but, I've never spoken to him. We don't speak. I didn't speak to him in high school. Like, that was the message he literally just sent to you as I looked at my phone. and read, I don't even, there's no context to it at all. That was the message.
0: He either accidentally sent it to somebody else. Right, the wrong person. The wrong person, or he sent it to everybody. Just everybody on his list.
1: I guess I'm eating food at McDonald's. I don't know what he's talking about. I can't
0: imagine that's the first time he's going to reach out and talk to you. Since high school, and it's going to be that.
1: (laughs) That text message, that message, that basic message. That's really, and there's, I I literally just wrote back a a laughing emoji. Uh, I I got nothing back. Yeah. So, that was weird. All right. Yeah. So, that's all I got today.
0: That's good. I'm good. You spent your time, Uh, you've done your obligation. Our numbers have yeah. been on fire. We're, we might we might break our all-time high even with this holiday coming up. Good. I like it. I like to hear that. Yeah, maybe. 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 We'll see. We need people to come through for us. Or at right. least come back for us after Thanksgiving. Don't forget we're here. Right.
1: Well, maybe people will be so annoyed with although, their families. Although,
0: hopefully, we have a lot of British listeners now from your Tiki Talks. And uh, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. So maybe they'll... Uh, They'll just keep on listening and downloading.
1: Right, right. Maybe it won't even matter.
0: Speaking of TikTok, uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you need yeah. to. St- I'm just telling you, you need to step it up. I keep, I keep checking in. You're not, you're not moving like you used to. I, you're letting me down here. I,
1: I'm at two fifty one point two.
0: Yeah, I know. Our last
1: podcast, I just hit
0: two fifty. So. Yeah. Oh, so you made a thousand in like two days? Yeah. You used to be banging like a thousand a day. That's all I'm saying.
1: No, oh, no, I'm at two fifty one point two k, so that's
0: that's one point one. That's one point
1: one. Yeah, in two yeah, days. So in two days. Well, listen, you know, I, that's six
0: hundred a day. You Used to do over a thousand. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think you need to change it up a little. I think you're. I'm just saying. I think you're a little boring now. I think it's the same sitting, kind of like unwrapping something, eating it. There's no like gimmick to it at all. Uh, there's no show. There's
1: no, I'm, getting 40, I'm, I'm averaging forty, fifty thousand views here. Pal.
0: Zero showmanship at all. Like no, 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 no listen. I, I Fucking, I, I'm one of my
1: clown. You want me to dance? Yeah, or
0: maybe you need to like we need to come up with a catchphrase, people. And the best catchphrase. Right, let's have a contest. Whoever come up with the best, best catchphrase for me using in his TikToks, will you agree to try and sneak it in for a few and see if it gets over? I, I will. Okay. I think that's what we need to do. So there's a contest here at the end of the episode where no one's listening. Uh, come up with a catchphrase uh, and uh, send them to. Uh, I don't know if Anthony can be trusted. to. to we, can we trust you if they also send them to you to uh, to share them all? Of course. Or or just message us on one of the Breakfast Club official uh, social media is either Facebook, Twitter or uh, TikTok or Instagram and uh just just send in your your ideas uh but but uh, you know uh, make an effort you know don't don't just like you know steal like uh, s- steal like something from from a, uh you know a commercial uh yeah let's try right, and sneak, well, sneak something in and see it, see how it goes
1: I all think right, and, they, and people you listen if anybody else is listening, still here at the, like 50 minute mark um You know, it's a great time for the holidays that you can get a cameo from me. I will (laughs) gladly do a cameo video for the low price of like $10 where I will send a message to your loved ones wishing them a very happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is, I'm the guy. Birthdays, you want me to put your product, I'm not even charging that much.
0: Quinceañera,
1: Right, I'm I'm here
0: for you. Our, I, I
1: did one already. My first cameo was a was a lovely lady sent her boyfriend a cameo where I told him he was going to London to get his PS five for his thirtieth birthday, and I was wishing him a happy birthday and that I would eat some chocolate with him. Like uh, somebody paid for that already. Like he,
0: Anthony, will do a sixty to course the calls. Anthony will do a sixty to ninety second roast of you or your friend. Uh, I'll do whatever you want. Any, whatever, whatever you whatever want, whatever you need, I'm the guy. This is this is where he'll put on the clown makeup and be the clown for right. the for the low low price of what like eleven bucks,
1: <laughs> ten bucks, 10, 11 bucks. Yeah. That's it. All right. I don't even charge that
0: much. I'm cheap. Yeah. Well, we know you're cheap. You're also inexpensive. Huh. <sighs> yeah. Both.
1: <laughs> All right. That's it. I gotta go. This is we're, we're creeping into the the nine forty. Can, can I just PM throw? Here. Can I
0: just throw one? One into the ring here. Uh yeah. I'm gonna suggest that for like three or four TikTok no, like five TikToks. You have to you have to like after you eat the uh, after you taste the candy, you have to go, that's right. that's a one uh spicy meatball. What? <laughs> Why would I do that? Uh because it's funny. <laughs> let's just that's see not what, funny. Let's just see what happens. Fuck it. It's five TikToks. Who cares? <laughs> It
1: would be right, funny. I got it. You just—you just... sparked an idea.
0: <laughs> Good.
1: You sparked an idea. All
0: right. Uh, someone needs to do the thinking. That's all I got. Now. Might as well be the smart one.
1: Right. All right, fat one. I'll all talk right. to I'm you done later. With you. Bye. Hey, goodbye.